Hello and welcome to the Royal Rumble 2019 and Road to WrestleMania uh, prediction video. Back on popular demand, it's your wrestling pals, Sean Bartley. Hello, hello. And Phil Casey. Good luck throwing either of us over the top rope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because that- at, a, at, a, at a combined weight, we're over 400 pounds. <laughs> That's true, uh, but more importantly than that, uh, neither of us are actually in the Rumble. Uh, I'm more likely to Titus O'Neil myself, and uh, Phil, well, no one will let him in the building. So <laughs> I'm probably I'm more like Heath Slater in 2018. <laughs> Just on my way to the ring, I get beat up by everyone else. I, you know, I always felt like if I were to enter the Royal Rumble for some odd reason. I just wouldn't get in the ring. That was always my mentality. I'm just not going to get in the ring. That makes sense because you want to wait until the last possible second to get in there because otherwise someone like you know, Brock Lesnar is going to kill you. Yeah, and I'd rather that not happen. I'm going to wait until everybody's exhausted, tired, trying to eliminate each other, uh, and I'm going to pick my spot. That's what I'll do. Yeah, I... I don't feel comfortable being in that ring with any of those guys. <laughs> God, no. Not even sure I feel comfortable being in the ring with the Comics Pals. That's a good one. <laughs> Who wins a Comics Pals Rumble? I think it would be Marco. <laughs> Why? Because I think he'd be the most sneaky and weaselly. Interesting. Okay, if you remember the Andre, no, the Women's Battle Royale last year at WrestleMania, Naomi won because at the very end when Bailey thought she won, she snuck back in the ring and threw Bailey over. That'd be Marco. <laughs> well, I think uh, Pete would try too hard, so he'd go over. Uh, he'd be the first one over. Yeah, Kale just wouldn't want to fight, so he'd go over. Uh, he'd he'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." Yeah, I think Marco would get nervous. Uh, it really come up, come down to you and I, and you're taller, so you win. Oh shoot! Well, all right, I'll point at the sign for twenty minutes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're back at popular demand here. A lot of people have been asking for us uh, for us to do this, and we're back. We we missed a few uh, pay per views in 2018, but uh, we've got our shit together and we're ready to roll. Sean, uh, what's your favorite Royal Rumble of all time? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Uh, just today, I actually rewatched the 2001 Royal Rumble. And that's that a classic. Is, is, it is indeed a classic. Uh, but I think my favorite Royal Rumble of all time is... Oof, that's a toughie. It's probably the 2003 Royal Rumble. Which one is the 2003 so that's Royal the one Rumble? Where Brock is that Lesser, the one where Benoit wins? Brock Lesnar wins. <laughs> I was very wrong. <laughs> but I think if you if you look at like 2000 to 2004, that's a string of really great Royal Rumbles. Yeah, 2001 is the one where Kane eliminated like 12 people, yeah. right? And they had like a street fight in the ring where there was a bunch of garbage yeah. lid, like a garbage can, a lid, and a bunch of that stuff because that's when they were doing the hardcore title stuff. Yep. That was a good one. Uh, a lot of people don't like the one where Vince McMahon wins, but I actually really like that Rumble quite a lot. <laughs> that's a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. Was that 98? I think it was 98, yeah. Yeah. 97 uh, is good. That's where Bret Hart and I think Steve Austin go over the same time. I can't recall. Whatever. My favorite Rumble's 92. That's everyone's favorite Rumble. Yeah. That's where Ric Flair goes the distance. Yep. Uh, it's just 
Ric Flair is such an entertaining wrestler, especially when he's a heel, because he's just constantly begging for mercy on his knees, doing the eye pokes, a flopping. Oh, I love him. Yeah, you know, I watched that one not too long ago, and I got to be honest, I think a ton of it. You, you don't think a ton of it? No. No. Wow. Well, that's not really your era of wrestling anyway. No, not at all. Uh, last year's Rumble was very good. I know we both liked it quite a bit after a string of some pretty mediocre Rumbles. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think based on roster, this one is shaping up to be pretty good, too. Yeah, so I guess we should jump into it and uh, let's do it to it. Let's talk about the matches that we think are probably going to be on the pre-show. And I, I think the first one that comes to mind, unfortunately, because it looks like a, a whopper, is the Cruiserweight Championship match, where we have Buddy Murphy, who's the champion, defending against Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Callisto. Do you have any hype around this match, and who do you think is going to win? Oh, boy. Uh, hype around this match, that is a definite no. Um, I I can't say that I care too, too much about this match. Uh, as far as who I think will win, I think... Uh, can't can't see a real reason for Buddy Murphy not to win this. So you haven't been keeping up with the two oh five live product? <laughs> not quite, no. I gotta tell you. It's it's very good too. That's what's so unfortunate. I These know. guys uh ever since Triple H took over uh, after the whole Enzo experiment ended, uh, it's been on a real good streak. Ever since that road to WrestleMania last year, where they had a tournament to decide uh, who would be the champion after, I think, Enzo vacated it. it was, it's been very good. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard nothing but good things. But, you know, my my thought process is, to be honest, I never was clamoring for an all-cruiserweight show. That's not why I watch wrestling. Yeah. So yeah, I don't have it in me to watch that on a consistent basis. I'm pretty excited for this match. I like four ways. All four of these guys are really talented. Uh, I'm happy to see the kind of main roster debut on a pay-per-view for Hideo Itami, uh, formerly known as Kenta. He's a phenomenal wrestler, wrestler whose career has just been just absolutely bogged down by really poorly timed injuries. And he's definitely lost a step since his last one. Uh, but... Uh, I really like him quite a lot, and I'm happy to see him in this spot. Unfortunately, it's on the pre-show, but still. And I, I think you're right. Ultimately, this is Buddy Murphy's match uh, to lose. I, I I can't see him losing at all. Uh, he's been on a really good streak, Mr. Bliss has. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I look forward to seeing where his Rotomania takes him, but... I have no doubt this will be on the pre-show. Yeah, I totally agree. Cruiserweight matches often end up on the pre-show, and uh, I think that's fine. If something has to be there, it should be this. Uh, next up, this is the other match I'm assuming will be on the pre-show. We have Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, have you been following this feud at all on SmackDown, and who do you have winning? Uh, I caught I caught one of their matches. Um, I can't recall. I, th- I guess it was the one Rusev won. Uh, yeah, that was on Christmas Day, yes, I think, yes, or New Year's Day. Absolutely. One there or other. Uh, I think that Rusev is going to win, honestly. I don't see a reason for him not to win. Nakamura's championship reign uh, with the belt was very unremarkable, unfortunately. Uh, they just don't seem to know what to do with him. And I think that there is possible uh, opportunity with Rusev as a face with the, with the belt. So I think Rusev takes it. People want to cheer for him. Yeah. 
Rusev Day has remained um, over. Yeah, and it was really special for him to win the title on a threefold holiday for him. It was his birthday, it was Christmas, and it was also Rusev Day. That's incredible. <laughs> it comes in threes, right? That's right. You're right. Death they really haven't known what to do. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go. No, I, I wanted to hear what you have to say. Uh, uh, death and <laughs> big success. <laughs> Covered threes. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's it's a it's a crazy fall from grace because this time last year. Nakamura was the winner of the men's Royal Rumble match, and now it looks like he's going to be on the pre-show defending uh, tertiary title. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad because obviously we all had high hopes for Nakamura, but I think when you look at his time on the main roster, he really he really hasn't had many good matches. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's an effort issue, a time issue, a WWE style issue, or a combination of everything. But uh, he hasn't had many good matches. And over the year, we've just seen him slide down the card further and further with every month that has passed. Yeah. He he had a great match with Cena on SmackDown. He had a great match with Randy Orton on SmackDown. And... Uh, his last match of AJ was really good. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's any way to dispute what you're saying. Uh, I will say that this U.S. title match is a lot better than last year's U.S. title match. That was also in the pre-show. Do you uh, care to guess what that match was? Oh boy! All right. Well, I was actually there, so right. Uh, let's see if I can recall what I saw. Actually, I missed the pre-show, so. <laughs> I I wouldn't remember. Uh, oh boy, I don't know. It was Mojo Rawley oh. versus Bobby Roode. That is truly awful. Wow. Yeah, that was that was the U.S. title match on the pre-show last year. This is much much better. I'll say, yeah. Uh, going into the other match that I could see being on the pre-show, if it's not this one, uh, the tag match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, The Bar, Cesaro, and Sheamus versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. Have you been following this story on SmackDown, and what do you think of this build-up? I have been following it. Um, I think that, first of all, I don't think there's any chance in hell that this is on the pre-show. Shane McMahon is in this match. Right. Um, he, he there. This will this will absolutely be on the main card. And even though it's strange to say, this is a high profile feud on SmackDown. So right, I I do believe that this will get some time. I think the build to the match has been you know whatever. It's really more about the building of the relationship between Miz and Shane, which I'm, I guess I'm not opposed to. It's just that I don't. If Shane has to have a match on WrestleMania every year, that's fine. I really feel like there's a different path for him that would be more interesting than the breakdown of his relationship with Miz and an eventual Mania match. That's obviously, or at least in my opinion, obviously where they're going. And I would rather see Shane embroiled in something else. So because of that, this is kind of eh. But I do like the idea of taking Miz and placing him in a match that is 
kind of whatever that I don't have to care about. It's high profile, but it's not, here's Finn Balor or here's, you know, someone that I actually do care about. So that's fine. Do you, now how do you think this shakes out? Do you think they actually win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships and they dissolve maybe in February and have a match in at WrestleMania? Or do you think they fall apart now and it builds then? Like, how do you think this shakes out? I think they still need to do some more building because the last time that we saw them on SmackDown, uh, they were having a, a, a birthday party for Shane McMahon. And... Right. The bar, you know, it, it intervened and, you know, they got shown the door. Uh, it was kind of a funny segment. I think that their friendship has to grow more if we're supposed to care about whatever eventually causes them to fall apart. And I don't think it's going to be losing to the bar. Yeah, though the bar feels like they're losing steam a little bit as a tag team. Well, yeah, they, <laughs> I mean, they have been for a while and they've gotten stale. It's it's the same thing. They have the same opponents, the same gimmick. Nothing changes. So I, I don't really care about them anymore, and I'm fine with them losing this match. They've been a tag team since SummerSlam 2016. Huh. Well, that's when they had their best out of seven feud, and coming out of that, they became a tag team. Right. Which it feels like it's been at least two additional years. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I'm curious to see where this goes. I don't think the Miz versus Shane McMahon is the worst way to go to WrestleMania. Uh, it does feel like it takes up a bit of a valuable slot, though, since they can only have so many matches on WrestleMania. Are you sure it's a 17-hour show? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to watch the 2 a.m. match. <laughs> I can't wait to be asleep in my seat at WrestleMania during the 2 a.m. match. <laughs> okay let's let's keep going here on the card uh we have the singles match for the wwe smackdown women's championship i'm very curious how this one plays out we have becky lynch the man the hottest thing in wwe right now probably facing off against the champion oscar how how invested in this story have you been this kind of triangle with ronda charlotte and becky with kind of oscar a little bit tied in, and who do you think wins this match? I mean, I'm I'm very invested in the story. I think it's it's probably the only story, well, one of the only stories that WWE is telling really well. Uh, I love the way that this has sort of ebbed and flowed and evolved from you know them turning Becky heel and everybody going, "What the hell is this?" to uh, you know the fans sort of propelling her to an, and her propelling herself to another level to the point where she is now the biggest person the biggest thing going uh and charlotte and wwe obviously trying to bring charlotte up to at least that a1 level because they don't look the reality is charlotte is the baby she's the gem they don't want her to fall behind because Ronda, Ronda Rousey is obviously the top one, and Becky is just behind her. Um, in terms of the way that I think they're being positioned and the way that things have gone, Ronda's untouchable. You know, Becky just lost. Yeah. So, um, but Charlotte cannot be lost in the shuffle. And so they've tried to take her to another level through that Survivor Series match, and I do think that that was successful. Well, Becky Becky was protected in that the the last match they had, 
which was at TLC, was a triple threat between Asuka, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch in a TLC match. And Ronda Rousey came out, sabotaged Charlotte and Becky's chance to win, and Asuka prevailed. She kind of looked weak in in becoming champion. It, she was an afterthought in a bigger story they're trying to tell here. Right. I guess what I meant was just that Ronda has not lost. So in order for in order for her to look weak at this point, she has to take it out. And that's not happening. So until WrestleMania, she's gonna be the the top dog, you know? And um Becky's getting by on the strength of the fact that she is so unbelievably good. Um but of course, like you said, WWE is protecting her because they know where the money is. And right now, as it stands, the money at WrestleMania, in my opinion, is in this triangle that they have going on. Uh, to answer the question, so, go who, ahead. Yeah, who wins this match? Yeah, I, I, I think Asuka wins. And I think that's pretty obvious. Because if the main event of WrestleMania is Becky, Charlotte, Asuka, if they're going, or I'm sorry, Becky, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey, if they're going for a triple threat angle, that match will be for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Ronda is not losing to Sasha. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, and I, I, how they get there, I, I don't know. We're going to talk about that. But I do believe that that's where they're going. And in order for that to happen, Asuka has to win. How she wins, I don't know. Do you think there's shenanigans in this match? There have to be because I don't. I don't feel that you can have Becky straight up lose. Right? I think uh, she yeah. has to. The similar to TLC, she can lose, but something has to happen so that she can remain in that stone-cold position. She got screwed over. She's going to come back with a vengeance. Well, I guess while we're on the subject of the women's championship and how that plays out, let's talk about the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, what? How do you think this will compare to last year's? Because last year's was the first ever women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, last year had a ton of surprise returns of previous uh, stars uh, from the last 15 years, 20 years. The roster is a little more filled out now with more more women coming up from the, the Performance Center and NXT. Uh, do you think it lives up to the hype of last year's Royal Rumble match? No. Uh, I think that last year's was special for a lot of different reasons. The fr- It was the first ever, obviously. Um but one of the bigger reasons was that it relied so heavily on nostalgia because it brought in women from every era, pretty much. Obviously, there's certain eras you can't go back to. But, um, you know, it it brought back Trish, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, all these names, right? And um, they can't do that again. Yeah, you can have Trish. Yeah, you can have Lita. But you can't, you can't bring in all kinds of old school women and expect to get the same reaction because it's not going to happen. We've already, we've seen them in the rumble last year. And then we saw them, a lot of them again at evolution. So right. the, the law of diminishing returns applies. And I think you have to get to a point where you can just bank on the main roster women. And then some NXT, some, you know, maybe some outside of WWE picks, um, NXT UK, stuff like that. But I don't think you can just go back to that well of let's bring back 
you know, Jacqueline or whoever every year. Um, and then because of that, because it doesn't have that wow factor, it becomes much more about the match. And the women's Royal Rumble was very good. Um, but one point I will make, and this is no disrespect to the women, but that match was very, very rehearsed. And one of the problems that I see personally with a lot of the stuff that the women do outside of the very tippy-top A-level women that they have is that the matches are kind of sloppy. And I worry that if they don't put as much prep time into the Rumble this year as they did last year, that it will suffer. That's very fair, and that was a very well-documented fact. A lot of the women were pulled from the house shows leading into the Royal Rumble last year so they could practice it. Uh, Obviously, there was a lot of anticipation built around it. Uh, I guess my next question here is, what major storylines do you see coming out of this Royal Rumble match? Because one thing that comes to mind for me is last Monday, or I guess two Mondays now at the time of this release... They announced the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, and I have to think there's going to be some seeds planted here for a WrestleMania match uh, for those titles. Uh, But do you see any other storylines emerging out of this rumble outside of the obvious, you know, probably Raw Women's Championship? Well, I think that there's the obvious storyline of Charlotte. Charlotte was not in last year's Royal Rumble. And right. that was a big deal. So this is Char- actually Charlotte's Royal Rumble debut. And I think that that's actually very, very cool. And I'm personally looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. And there's going to be that storyline, obviously, of they might even go the Ric Flair route and have her come out number one. You know, that could be cool. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, and I think if there's any – honestly, I think – there's a handful of women in that locker room that can handle going the distance, uh, a la Ric Flair 92, and I think Charlotte is among the top of that handful. That's a good call. Uh, her, com- uh, her coming out one, two, or three makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you also have to think about, you know, this is a question that I think is going to be on everyone's mind, is, you know, if Becky does lose her match, does she enter the Rumble? I can picture a scenario where Becky's match is sabotaged by either Charlotte or more likely Ronda, and Becky takes someone else out of the Rumble to go in there. Yeah, so one of the – this is, again, jumping ahead, but one of the major predictions about the men's Rumble is that – so we know that – we know the 30th entrance for both. It's R-Truth and Carmella. So one of the predictions is that R-Truth will be attacked by somebody who knows who, and that person will take his spot. So I don't know that they'll do the same thing twice. A lot of people are speculating that R-Truth will try to come in number 30 at the Women's Royal Rumble as like a confusion thing, (laughs) because he's easily confused. That's funny, too. Uh, But to your point, does Becky have to take someone else out to get in. I don't know that she does because at last year's Royal Rumble, there were several people who actually did double duty. Right. So that's very true. Go ahead. Oh, I was just, 
That's that's a, that's a good point. I, I I feel like though for Becky's character that makes sense because she's taking things in her own hands. So like to WWE, it's a it's kind of a heelish thing to do, but to the audience, it's like well Becky got screwed and she's making things right for herself. Yeah, I I I see it both ways. If she does that, I'm certainly not mad about it. I don't I don't see that as being a negative thing. If she does happen to do that, but if she doesn't and she just has a spot in it, that's fine too. The only thing that's weird about it, and the only way that that counters my point, is why would she have a spot in the Rumble if she's already in a championship match? So, so she could lose, she could win her championship match theoretically, and then enter the Rumble, and then what? Right? So... I believe it was two years ago, Roman Reigns yeah. had a championship match against Kevin Owens, and then came out number 30 anyway. But that was a U.S. title match, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, no that was the that universal was, title. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, well, see, then that throws everything out the window, because at that point, who knows what they'll do. I think that's ridiculous, but it is, there is precedent, so... I think, either way, I think Becky's in this Rumble. I think that's a big storyline. And I don't think it's out of the question that we see Ronda or... There's there's been a lot of talk about Ronda really wanting to compete in a Royal Rumble herself. Oh, I see what you mean. So there's actually... I've, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but there's a lot of speculation that she'll be screwed out of her title and enter in the Rumble and win the Rumble. Oh, wow. Well, that throws a whole other monkey wrench into it. That's a really cool idea. Because if all three women are in the match, let's say. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm like, my brain is firing <laughs> off. Because there's also the concept of Becky wins her match against Asuka. Ronda and Charlotte are the ones yeah. in the Rumble. Right. And they're actually fighting for the SmackDown Women's title because... Yes. SmackDown is going to Fox, and That's Fox right. wants yeah. Ronda. So we could end up That's in a, right. with a scenario where Ronda wins at Mania, becomes the the SmackDown Women's Champion, and is champion going into the Fox transition. That t- that's exactly. my pick. That is my pick. Oh, you're okay. All right. So, uh, your pick is Ronda wins the Royal Rumble. Specifically, Ronda wins the Royal Rumble. Goes and faces Becky Lynch for the. SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania and holds it going into the Fox deal in November, I think. Becky and Charlotte. It's a triple threat. They both win. It's a triple threat. Charlotte. Okay, okay. Becky, Ronda. Yeah. So, Becky wins the Rumble, though. No, Ronda wins the Rumble. Sorry, Ronda wins... Ronda. Ronda... Rousey, Ronda, Rousey. <laughs> okay, so Ronda wins the Rumble. Becky beats Asuka. How does Charlotte get into this picture going to Mania? I think there's there can be any number of shenanigans that you can you know pull off. Um, I, I I look back at um, WrestleMania 20 where Chris Benoit won the Rumble and Shawn Michaels actually stole his contract and wrote his name <laughs> on it, which was, at the time, I was like, wait, is that how that works? Like, who, whoever signs the they contract. They don't do stuff like that anymore. <laughs> um, they don't do stuff like that anymore. 
But we, you know, we've seen lots of different weird scenarios where they've managed to get a triple threat going. So I don't think it's impossible at all by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think that it makes sense to move the feud over to SmackDown because of the Fox angle. Yeah. One last monkey yeah, yeah, yeah. wrench that I do want to throw in sure. is, Fire. as you said, the tag team titles. Yes. Sasha and Bailey are the obvious team to win the belts at Mania. Yeah. So if Sasha's the women's champion, then that can't happen. She could be both. They haven't done that kind of thing in a while, but they could do that. Haven't, but will they? I don't think so. The other thing is, I believe Elimination Chamber will determine the first champions yeah. of the tag team. Because we've got three tag teams from SmackDown and three from Raw. Uh, I wonder if... Because they, they, they need something to make it kind of a high-profile match. I wonder if they have two legend, two legend women win at you know Elimination Chamber... And then Bailey and Sasha have to take the titles off on that mania. But you're right, that would require her to work double duty if Sasha were to win the women's championship here. But she could lose it before WrestleMania to yeah, someone like Nia Jax is, or Alexa Bliss. That's the Sasha special. She she always loses right. her championship really fast. I guess that's projecting you know a lot more into the future. Maybe we'll talk more about that later. For the the purposes of the Royal Rumble, I am saying that Ronda Rousey, who is currently the women's champion, <laughs> will win the Royal Rumble somehow. I don't know how. That's my wild take. And okay, that's I what like I it. What about you? Who's your pick? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about this for a while. Obviously, uh, this is the hottest storyline. I am going to say they're going to do a double, uh, a double winner situation where Charlotte and Becky both win. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's where I'm at on this. We'll see, though. I think that I don't. I don't even know if that's the safe answer. I think the safe answer is Charlotte. Uh, but we will see. I haven't looked at the Vegas odds, but uh, that's my kind of assumption here. Uh, my other question here. Uh, I know I'm, we're dwelling on this one quite a bit, but who do you see any surprise uh entrances of anyone that wasn't in last year's Royal Rumble? Uh, I think we'll see some more NXT people, like maybe Tony Storm will be there. Uh, and the biggest legend that hasn't been there yet, I don't know what's going on there, because she has a very obvious WWE connection, is Sable. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think Sable's in a position to really do that anymore. Um, okay. I see why you, why you would say that, but, uh, I also know that her relationship with WWE was very... She sued them. It was strained. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know that... Uh, I don't know that they're really close anymore in that way. Um, Tony Storm, I think, is a great uh, pick. I think we'll, we'll likely see her uh, coming on board. Um, but there is, there is someone else that I think we'll see, who I'm really excited about. The problem is that I cannot remember her name. She's got the woman's <laughs> right. I love her. She's the she's the best. The woman's right. What's her name? Lacey Evans? Lacey Evans. So I am a big fan of Lacey Evans. I'm sorry I couldn't remember her name. Um, 
but I, I've loved what she's done in NXT. I like her character a lot. I think it's very different than any, any of the women that we have. And I think that's one thing that the women's division needs is women who are bringing in characters that are not the same as everybody else. So sure. I'm anxious to see her debut, and I really hope that we get her in the Women's Royal Rumble. I think that's a safe bet, too. I think she'll be there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as far as any other debuts, I think it's obvious that Nikki Cross will be in the match as well. Um, yeah. Everyone, she's she's hot right now, too. Absolutely. One other woman that I would really love to see entering this matchup is actually Shayna Baszler. That'd be very interesting. And they, there's been a lot of speculation on a four horse women versus four whis, uh, four horse women versus four horse women match down the line, presumably a Survivor Series. I think that would be a great match for Survivor Series. There's precedent for current NXT stars having appearances in the Rumble. Uh, we, there's precedent for the NXT champion appearing in the Rumble. Andrade Cien Almas was in the Rumble. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. So I don't see a reason not to do that with Shayna Baszler. Uh, she can come in. She can dominate, but she doesn't need to win. She's fine because, quite frankly, she's dominant in NXT, and a lot of people probably won't know who she is. So if she comes in, kicks ass, and has you know a graceful exit, that's fine. Unrelated, very excited to see her and Bianca Belair take for sure. Uh, you know, face face off at uh, Takeover Phoenix, but um. All right, yeah, I think we've really dug deep on the <laughs> women's rumble here, but it's hot right now. I, I probably have more to say about that one than the men's rumble, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, one, one other thing I was going to mention was the road of Asuka, because she won last year, and then after Mania, she dipped real low, but she's back kind of up again. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, because this time it's it's very, very much clear that the reason for her resurgence is for her to be the sort of ancillary she's person. the chris jericho yes she's the chris jericho yes absolutely um and i wish that wasn't the case i wish there was a way to fe- feature her more but if you el- eliminate charlotte and becky from the equation there is no one on smackdown to really have her mix it up with yeah i uh i agree with you uh let's move it along here and uh we'll talk about the second pay-per-view match between AJ Styles and WWE Champion, the new Daniel Bryan. Uh, I am very excited about this match. Well, first of all, thank you for introducing him properly. He is the of new course. Daniel Bryan, and we should all recognize and respect that. I'm excited for this match, too. I think they're going to tear the house down. So I loved their TLC match quite a lot. But the one thing I thought at the end is I need another match I need a second match here where they and it needs to be on a big four pay-per-view and they listened and they gave it to me and I cannot wait to see what they do with this opportunity. They were just at a house show this weekend where the middle rope broke and (laughs) instead of just stopping in the match, Daniel Bryan immediately took that middle rope and started beating AJ over the back with it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's really, because you have these, they're two wrestling geniuses. Yeah, exactly. Two and and two people who've wrestled in every environment, right? Like they've been in the in the lowest of the lows, so they know how to improvise when things go wrong, which is rare in WWE. So that's no exactly. Surprise. Uh, this obviously is a match of the year contender on face value. Yeah. So 
One thing that I have felt about a lot of the WWE matches lately between high-profile wrestlers that we, you know, like the, the wrestlers, um, is that when they overdo them, for me, the excitement wanes a bit on that next matchup, and it feels like it's tough to bring more to the table. So, like, even though AJ's matches with Nakamura got better, I cared about them less. Um, yeah. This is... Samoa Joe, too. Right, exactly. This is, like, the third or fourth time that AJ Styles and Brian have had a match. Uh, they had the match on SmackDown where Brian actually won the belt. They had the yeah. return match in which... Um, and actually, they had a match prior to that where, where Brian tapped out. So, it's actually their fourth match that I can recall. Uh, AJ made Brian tap. Then Daniel Bryan won the title on the next SmackDown. Then they had their uh, championship match on pay-per-view. And now they're having another match. So, I've seen all those matches. And I'm a little bit weary of this pairing. That being said, I feel like if you take... If you can think about any two guys to put together and tear the house down every single night, it's these two. And not only that, but their movesets are so wide that they can bring yes. new things to the table every single time and keep it fresh, which not everybody can do. So for that reason, I'm still very excited for this match. These two uh these two guys might be the two best wrestlers on the planet. And uh I don't think many people would say that at this point. Uh obviously guys like Okada and Kenny Omega are are, you know, uh in situations where it's much easier to describe them as being the best. But I think these two guys are right there in that conversation regardless. And they're wrestling geniuses that have so much creativity that even though this is their fourth meeting, I I don't think it matters because I think they could do so many different things here. And there's a clear chemistry too. Because I remember when AJ wrestled Kevin Owens, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But they didn't click. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like when AJ wrestled Finn Balor at TLC 2017, where it was a great match, but you knew like there's more on the table here. Yeah, and actually, uh, that was one of those situations where it left me salivating, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel, oh man, they didn't bring their A game. I felt like, oh, well, AJ just found out about this match, and Finn just found out about this match, so they went out there and threw what they could at it. And there's more to do. Um, and we haven't gotten that more, so I'm still waiting for that. Um, and and what's, what's interesting about that match is I've heard them both talk about it. AJ was obviously fatigued from flying yep. you know, 16 hours or whatever. And Finn had talked about how his conditioning wasn't back up yet because he was still fresh recovering from his injury. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So these two guys, <clears throat> there's still a lot on the table there. That was probably both of them at around 70%. Exactly. Uh, now... The question is, who wins this match? Well, I, I don't really think there's a reason for, for Daniel Bryan not to win this match. Uh, AJ Styles is on record as not wanting to be the champion. He's talked a lot about how he's, you know, he's getting older and he would like to slow that schedule down. And when you're the champion, there's a lot of expectations for interviews and different things like that. Um, and, of course, wrestling on every house show, people want to see you. So I think Daniel Bryan wins this and goes on. The problem is, again, SmackDown feels like a little bit of a wasteland in that there really aren't those high-profile guys for you, for you to put him with. If he beats AJ, who's next? Jeff Hardy? You know, I, I don't care about that. 
Well, yeah, so what is Daniel Bryan's road to WrestleMania? I don't think it's clearly defined right now. I don't know who you can really pair him with uh, that we haven't seen before who is a face. The only faces that they really have, I think you go AJ, you go Mysterio, Hardy, Rusev, right? Mysterio? Yeah, I, I even said I said Mysterio. And, oh, there you go. I missed it. If you pair him with Mysterio for Mania, that's fine, but there's no heat there. Uh, it'll be a great match, don't get me wrong. It's just that Mysterio, obviously, you know, he's well past his prime. Um, and I don't know if that's the spot that he should be in or that Brian should be in, but I don't know that I don't know what you can do about that. I didn't mention this before, but that US title match, I think Rusev wins and drops it to Andrade Cien Almas. And he faces Ray at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. That's kind of where I f- see that road going. Yeah, likewise. Um, I really would – I wouldn't be mad about Cena, Brian, if they could factor Cena in. Right. The Observer reported that Cena was earmarked to face Lars Sullivan at WrestleMania. But in light of Lars Sullivan's uh, uh, – anxiety issues uh it kind of looks less and less likely that's going to happen so that leaves his road to let wrestlemania a lot more or less clear as well yeah so uh i think that's what i'd like to see the most and it seems likely because has nothing to do brian doesn't seem to have much to do so that makes sense to me i think daniel bryan wins as well uh what i would like to see is I would like to see Finn Balor win the Elimination Chamber match and go on to face Daniel Bryan. I forgot Have, about that. Do the same thing. Yeah. Do three people from uh, SmackDown and Raw, and just the winner of that goes on to face Daniel Bryan, because we'll get there when we get to the Men's Rumble. But that's what I would like to see. Okay. Fair enough. I like that. Uh, do you remember who... The, what, do you remember what the WWE Championship match was last year at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, of course. Uh, it was Brock Lesnar and Kane. Oh, oh no, 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 no. That was WWE. the Universal title. Uh, the, right. Yeah, it was uh, AJ versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Another not-so-great, mediocre, uh, maybe a little above-average match. Yeah, I, I was hot for it when I was watching it, uh, partially because I was there, so that probably influenced it. But um, I rewatched it. I thought it was fine. It, you know, it, it wasn't bad, but when you have a handicap match, um, that's a little weird. It's it's I, I don't know that I've ever seen a great handicap match in my life. So Apparently, uh, Kevin Owens is working kind of hurt during that match, too. Right, but, uh, I, yeah. Now, what's funny is this is AJ's fourth consecutive Royal Rumble competing for the WWE Championship. AJ's? Yeah. No so way. So we have this year, which is we have this year's, which is him against Daniel Bryan. Last year was AJ versus Cammy, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. The year before, do you remember? It was with Cena. And then the year before was his debut in the Royal Rumble, which was for the WWE Championship because it was ah, vacant. Ah, very good. Very good, Phil. I like that. Yeah, so just a fun little trivia fact about AJ here. Well done. Okay. Uh, coming forward here, we only have a few matches left. We have the Universal Championship match, which is Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. This was originally... Uh, projected to be Braun Strowman versus 
Brock Lesnar, but he was pulled two weeks before the Royal Rumble for destroying Vince McMahon's limousine, and there's been a lot of speculation for the real reason why. A lot of people were speculating that he wasn't healed yet, but apparently, according to The Observer and some other websites, this was always the plan, and it's now Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. What do you think of this match? I have mixed feelings on this. Um... I am excited because I th- I read that Brock Lesnar has actually wanted to work with Finn Balor, and I think one thing that since last year, yeah, one thing that is clear is that if Brock Lesnar wants to wrestle you, the match will be good. Um, yes, and he obviously prefers to wrestle with smaller guys because those matches have uh, a lot of you know big man, small man things that that can be done, and he likes to sell for that. You can tell that he enjoys it. So the match will be good. I think that's that goes without saying. Brock Lesnar can have classic matches anytime he wants to. Um, His best Finn, matches are against little guys. Sure. Uh, and obviously, Finn is no slouch himself. Finn is an incredible wrestler. Uh, probably top five in the company. Now, the problem is, <clears throat> number one, um, I read that Finn said that he will be going into the match as himself. And not the demon. That's that's what I read that could be false. But, you know, this is wrestling we're talking about. There's a lot of false rumors and reports, but that's what I read. Um, and it's important to note we haven't... We're recording this the night of the go-home show of Raw, and anything could change right from that show. Exactly. So, if that's the case, then that doesn't make any sense. They would be protecting the demon, obviously. It gives away the, the ending of the match. Um, they'd be protecting the demon, which is fine to do, but it's dumb because why would Finn not want to go into the match full power? That doesn't make any sense. That's my first. This is his biggest match in his career. Exactly. There's no reason why he wouldn't use the demon in this match. Uh, he's used it in lesser matches. So that's my, that's my first, uh, problem area. My second problem area is that as much as I understand completely why it makes sense for Brock Lesnar to remain the champion going into WrestleMania. They said, we will give you guys what you want. And one of the number one complaints about Raw is that it has an absentee champion. Now, WrestleMania is not too far away, and I don't see any scenario at all where Brock Lesnar walks out of that show with the championship belt. But that being said, if you're really promising change... Why not have Finn Balor win this match, go on to WrestleMania, and have a classic return match with Seth Rollins, the guy who injured him? I think that's super cool, and I think that's a storyline that they really haven't gone back to. Um, I understand, hey, they're both faces. There's, like, so many problems with that. I get it. I understand it. Well, what if you turn Balor heel in this match to win? They just did that with Brian. <laughs> That's true, but you would have that face heel dynamic at Mania. And for for a lot of the folks that get real uppity about size differential, it gives uh, an explanation for why Balor won without even using the demon. I I don't personally feel that uh, either Finn or Rollins needs to be heel per se. I think you can have Balor. You can have so Seth Rollins has really been apologetic for a lot of the wrongs. That he committed in right. his you know earlier years, and that doesn't mean that Balor has to forgive him. 
Finn Balor could be like, hey, man, you took me off the shelf. Um, you know, you're a piece of garbage. I'll defend this championship against you because I have to. And quite frankly, I look forward to getting my revenge. And that's all you really need, you know. And then you can have some mishaps where they kind of, you know, end up getting physical. And, and that leads to the match at Mania. I think that's a really easy build. But that's not the way that WWE builds matches. Right. So Brock Lesnar will win. There's no question in my mind. It's not what I want to see. It's what we will see. I'm excited for the match in terms of the match itself. I think it's going to be a really good match. And like I alluded to before, Brock's best matches since coming back have all been against smaller guys. CM Punk in 2013, Tanner Bryan just most recently, AJ last year. Those were his best matches in his return. And one of his Undertaker matches too. But like generally speaking, the littler littler guys pair off with Brock so well. I have no doubt that that this will be one of those matches. I also think he should come out as the demon. He's only wrestled on the main roster four times as the demon. The first time against Rollins, second time against Bray Wyatt, third time against AJ, and then the squash match against Baron Corbin at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, if he comes out as the demon, he has to win. If they have him lose as the demon, that really, it's not a burial. You know, that word's overused. It's not a burial. But it does take away from the mystique, and I would hate to see the mystique of the Demon lost to a Brock Lesnar match that is basically just a throwaway. Yeah, I don't think him losing as the Demon to Brock is a huge deal because Brock has beaten everyone. Took Roman Reigns three times. He beat The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. He squashed John Cena. He beat The Rock. Uh, back in 2003 or 2002, uh, this is one of the most protected wrestlers in the history of the business. Sure. I agree with you. And him losing, I don't think, is the worst thing in the world. Right. But let's not give him everything. Finn Balor's demon is something that I would like to see persist beyond Brock Lesnar's reign of terror. I also think Finn Balor should win. I think everyone is sick of Brock Lesnar's title reign. Uh... I like Brock Lesnar a lot, but I'm sick of his title reign. And the reality is, Finn Balor is so organically over with the crowd. If you watched last week, people were hot for him. And this is a guy they did nothing with for almost the entirety of 2018. Yeah, it's a it's an obvious bad joke. And uh, all, my only hope is that after the match with Brock, they don't just slot him back into the smiley guy uh mid card level. I want to see Finn Balor in 2019 reclaim the Universal Championship. And he cannot do that from the mid card. Absolutely. And I think I think he would be the obvious people's champion going forward and I think him having a rematch with Seth Rollins is a great idea. I hope to see it. They have a great they have they have great chemistry. Yeah. 100% man. The the other aspect that bugs me is the way they put him over the the show where he got the opportunity. He uh, had to face Jinder Mahal, face Vince McMahon's scrutiny of his size and then win a uh, fatal four-way with with Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre along with Cena. And after at the end Cena gave like this speech about how we all believe in you. And their social media campaign is about how everyone believes in Finn Balor. Uh for him to lose like really kind of undercuts that whole thing. That whole story. I mean, yeah, man. But Brock Lesnar is the dream slayer. He's the hype slayer. He's 
you know, right? Any, anyone who's look, anyone who's coming into this Royal Rumble match believing that Finn Balor has a chance in hell of winning just doesn't watch WWE. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. It's not going to happen. Uh, but th- that's another match of the year contender. Do you remember last year's Universal Championship match? Uh, you kind of alluded to it before. Yeah, uh, well, let's just say this. It was not a match of the year contender. <laughs> it was almost this match. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, it's actually funny. Finn Balor is the only person who was slated to get a match with Brock that didn't get it. I don't know if you recall, there was like this whole um, contingent of people who were after, who were trying to get a Brock Lesnar match around SummerSlam time, uh, before SummerSlam, um, and Samoa Joe got his one-on-one. Um, yes. y- you remember what I'm talking about. Finn is the so, only one so that there was extreme it. rules. There was an Extreme Rules five-way match where it was Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and I forget who the fifth person was. Did you say Seth Rollins? Yeah. It was Seth Rollins. You're right. Uh, Seth Rollins never had a match either. That's true. But he also wasn't in the Survivor. He 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 wasn't in the SummerSlam match either. Uh, Finn was. Right. So neither. No, Finn was yeah, not in that Finn, SummerSlam match. He faced Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Finn got aced out of the championship picture altogether. And he was one of those yes, five yes. guys. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was referring to. Apparently, as far back as that May in 2017, he was projected to face Brock at the Royal Rumble in 2018. But uh, according to the Observer, Vince McMahon decided that he wasn't over enough and took him out of the match for a match that no one wanted to see. And that sucked. And uh, it's finally happening. So it's cool. And uh, let's talk about the last thing on this card, the Men's Royal Rumble match. Now, I want to stop you because we actually didn't officially talk about Ronda and Sasha. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Yeah, let's do that one first. My bad. So we have the Women's Raw Raw Championship match. We have Sasha Banks, who just also was put into the match, not unlike Finn Balor, uh, with Nia Jax being removed from the match. Uh, A lot of people have been clamoring for this match for a long time. For a lot of people, when Ronda Rousey joined WWE, this was one of the first matches they wanted to see. The boss, Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, Are you excited for this match? No. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan of Sasha as most people. I think that Sasha Banks is kind of sloppy and reckless with her own body more than other people's. I think she has incredible talent and she has great matches. Um, but I just worry about her when she's in the ring more. And it, and it almost takes away from my ability to enjoy the match. It's because she, she's really reckless. Um, so, and, and her star has fallen majorly between things we've heard about her as a person and, how she's been booked, I, you know, cool, great, we're going to get this match, I'm sure it'll be a good match, um, but I'm not overly excited about it. I'm actually more excited for Becky and Asuka, I think. It kind of feels like a throwaway yeah, match. It, it is. It's something to do. Uh, yeah, and if you're a Sasha fan, because she, she has a massive fan base, uh, are you excited for this match if you're a big Sasha fan? Yes, I think so. 
Yeah, you think it's an opportunity to improve her stock? Yeah, because if she gets in the ring with Ronda and they have a blowout match, that's going to change the tide for Sasha majorly. And one of the things that I've always uh, understood or thought anyway about the Royal Rumble pay-per-view is that the championship matches on the show rarely are relevant in res- with respect to the yes. broader picture of WrestleMania, but that's actually where WWE often will try to put in, they'll try to sneak a great championship match in there. If they feel like there's a match that is not WrestleMania material, but is going to be really good, they it, it often ends up on the Royal Rumble. I think back to uh, Angle and Benoit, uh, Triple H and Angle, um, uh, yeah. Cena, um, Cena, Rollins, Lesnar, there's endless matches great championship matches that take place on the Royal Rumble. I think every single one of the WWE like major championships that we've talked about, all these matches can be great. This is not these are any of those. Honestly, this is the best Royal Rumble card I've seen in a long time. Sure. Top to bottom. Yep. On paper. On paper, exactly. Um I'm excited for this match. Uh this is a like the so the situation here for me is WWE has taken a card that I was kind of excited for and turned it into something I was very excited for because I was not excited to see Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey again. Had no desire to see that, even though Ronda makes Nia Jax look pretty good. Um, and then Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar is a match I had absolutely no anticipation for. Um, I don't think they have any chemistry, and I think they've cooled off Braun Strowman so much that I don't really want to see him in the main event right now. Right. Yeah. They 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 turned into something I wanted to see. Absolutely. This is a a bomb card, and I think it's going to be really really great. Um, as it relates to this match, I think that Sasha will lose. I think uh, Ronda will will you know make her tap out. Uh, Sasha has other things to do. Wait, no, no, that's not what I think. No, no, that's no. not what I think. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah, not what yeah. I think. Actually, it's gonna call you out. Yeah, whoa, I totally forgot my whole theory. I think Sasha will win. Now, does Charlotte cost Ronda the title, or does Nia Jax or Alexa? Everyone, <laughs> everyone versus Ronda. <laughs> everyone just comes in. Yeah, I could see them doing that. That sounds like a WWE thing. Uh, I think that could be fun. Quite frankly, uh, Ronda has made a lot of enemies. And yeah. that's been, I want to say, an underlying story uh, on WWE TV is that there's a lot of people who have reason to want to see her not win. Uh, and if you want to build her up as a um, an underdog, <laughs> if you will, and, and have her <laughs> go in and win at WrestleMania, um, that's a great way to do that, is to have her put down by a contingent of the women's roster or, you know, whoever, um, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to stick with Ronda winning this match. I think she wins. I think this is just a stepping stone kind of thing for Ronda's path to WrestleMania. Let's talk about the men's Royal Rumble match, which was very early in the card last year. Uh, I believe it was, uh, let's see, I, I want to say Third. it was the third match on the card yeah. last year. Yep. I don't know what they're going to do with it this year in terms of uh, card placement, but uh, 
Let's talk about this year's Royal Rumble match. Do you think it will live up to last year's Royal Rumble? Uh, or do you think it'll be uh, kind of one of the more mediocre ones that we had kind of a string of them from like 2014 through 2017? So, uh, first of all, WWE is reporting that John Cena is injured and may not be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, that is a breaking bit of news here on Monday night. Um, that does color things a bit. Um, one of the rumors was that yeah. Velveteen Dream would enter the Rumble and that him and Cena would start a feud, which would lead to their match at Mania. Um, that seems less likely now. If Cena actually misses the match. I'm hearing that he is actually... This could be at work. I'm hearing that he's got to shoot a movie. That's that's true, too. Yeah. Um, and in their tweet, WWE actually says, uh, John Cena appears to have suffered an injury last week on Raw, now making his status for Men's Royal Rumble match this Sunday questionable. It was Drew McIntyre who actually put Cena in the ankle lock. So they're using that as a way of saying, hey, Drew McIntyre injured John Cena. Maybe that's Cena's path to WrestleMania. That makes sense to me. I always thought uh, McIntyre being kind of a legend killer right now because he, you know, completely embarrassed Kurt Angle uh, a month or two ago. Uh, I kind of like that road for Drew McIntyre because I don't want to thrust him in the, you know, title picture yet. Yeah, I think a lot of those projections were a little bit too overblown. Uh, him, you know, just all of a sudden being in in a main event match at Mania for a belt. A little too soon for me, personally. But I think this is actually a really great match. As long as he goes over, I don't see a problem. Um, to speak to the Men's Royal Rumble, um, you asked me if I thought that it would be as good as last year's. Um, that's a tough one to answer. I'm inclined to say no. Honestly, I'm inclined to say no. Um, there are some stories that are interesting. This is Samoa Joe's first wrestle, uh, Royal Rumble. I like that. It's true. Um, <clears throat> yeah. This is Bobby Lashley's first Rumble in a long time. I actually don't remember him ever sure. being in the Royal Rumble. This is Drew McIntyre's first Rumble in a long yep. time. Um, so there are a lot of people who are sort of making their big returns now uh, to the match. And I think that's really, really cool. But for some reason, I have a feeling like this match does not have a lot of heat. Uh, they haven't promoted it very well, I don't think. Yeah, that's very true. 100%. They've barely talked about it. Yeah, it's it's sort of an afterthought on the main roster. Um, I, I, nothing pops out to me. Uh, my next question is, who are the surprise entrances this year? That's Yeah, that's always the big question, and quite frankly, I really don't think that this year we're going to see much. Uh, I think you're probably going to see some maybe some NXT some NXT people. Uh, last year we had uh, Adam Cole. Andrade. Andrade. Um, and did Aleister Black enter? No. Oh, but that would be huge. Yeah, so that would be a cool one. Uh, I also think Matt Riddle would be really cool if we could get him in there. That would be fun. I think we're definitely going to see EC3. Yeah, EC3 is a pretty, that's a pretty sure lock. As far as people outside of the WWE system, I, I honestly don't think we're going to see any major debuts or anything like that, or any legends, really. I'm not convinced. But, hey, we'll see. They might do a fun kind of five-second return of a legend, because sometimes they do like one a person, 
never would have thought of, and they come in, they get knocked down immediately. Yeah, well, Booker T is coming back to actually wrestle soon uh, over at his promotion, so... He can wrestle? Yeah. He, uh... He, I thought the whole... He had that surgery, and he can't do a spin rooney anymore. He wrestled his, la- his last match, uh, and it, I believe it was a tag match with his brother Stevie Ray a few years ago, and he's coming back. Huh. Well, I'm... Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll see King Booker. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll see EC3. Let's see. Anyone from NXT. Uh, I think Aleister Black would be really rad. Uh, I You have to think he's coming up probably after WrestleMania. Yeah, it's about time. It's about time. Uh, probably see Adam Cole again. Mm, I don't know if I want to see that again. I kind of want him. The next time I see him in a Rumble, I, I want him to be a, a member of the roster. On the roster. Yeah. Uh, I think we might see one because we had what a uh, hurricane last year, right? Right. So we might get someone like that again, but uh, I don't think it'll be anyone huge. Uh, uh, I think the next question here is who wins it and what spot in the rumble do you think they come in at? So I think it's unquestionable that a raw superstar will win. I think that that is a lot. Okay, that limits you to a few people. I think you, you got to talk about um. Drew McIntyre, you got to talk about, uh, and I'm just throwing out the names that are the big names on Raw. Uh, you got to talk about Drew McIntyre, you got to talk about Dean Ambrose, uh, Bobby Lashley, and Seth Rollins. Now, oh, wait, one more name you're missing. Braun Strowman. Oh, you think he's in it? Yeah, and I think he could win it, too. But he's injured. I don't think, I don't think, I think that's a work. It, it is a work. He's, one, he's healthy, and two, on the show, he's, fine he came back on monday and he was fine mm. all right uh so then braun Strowman then uh as well now my pick for a while has been seth rollins seth rollins i think he's a lot the iron man of wwe and i think his time is now he is becoming the new mr wrestlemania and i think having him win the royal rumble and go on to challenge whether it's daniel bryan or really, it should be Brock Lesnar, AJ, um, or AJ, um, and win. That I think Seth and Brock is as great of a matchup in terms of like what I want to see as Seth and Finn. Storyline wise, uh, Brock has actually never beaten Seth Rollins in a one-on-one competition. Um, Seth Rollins has pinned Brock Lesnar before and actually stole his WrestleMania moment. At WrestleMania 31. Who, when he, when he pinned Brock Lesnar? I'm sorry, he didn't pin Brock, he pinned Roman. Right, right, right Sorry right. about that. Uh, he stole, but he, he did steal Brock's, you know, championship yeah. at that show. Uh, so, I feel like that's a great opportunity to storytell a little bit. These are two guys who've been kind of dancing around each other for a while. They, they did have that triple threat match at the Royal Rumble a few years ago with Cena, too. Yeah, exactly. They've had they've had matches where it's like, all right, you and me and someone else. And they're always kind of in the mix with each other, but we still haven't gotten that real deal 1v1 Seth and Brock. And I think, you know, look, Braun Strowman, to me, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm not into it. Don't me care. He, he's, he flubbed his promo two weeks ago. Oh, that was terrible. He, you know, all he does is throw cars, get these hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all well and good. 
I don't need him to go to WrestleMania and beat Brock. I need Seth Rollins to go to WrestleMania and beat Brock. Yeah, if you're not going to have Finn beat Brock, it's Seth. And Seth feels like the natural... He's felt like the guy who should be the face of the company for four years. He was. He he was the face of the company when he was a heel. And... Yeah, that's different, though. He was, A, the heel. Two, he was never booked strong. And three, that was while Roman was injured, I believe. Uh, Yeah. Well, but but the point is... That Seth Rollins was everything on on Raw. The way that Triple H was everything on Raw during yeah, his yeah, reign yeah. of terror, and Triple H was a chicken shit. He 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 won every single match through interference. Right. So I look at Seth in that same picture now. To make him that same position as a face, that changes the game. And I think of everyone that they have, he's young, he's attractive, he's a great wrestler, he's over. He's charismatic. He's the total package. There's nobody who doesn't like Seth Rollins that I know of. He should be the one. He he has a very Shawn Michaels quality to mm-hmm. him. I yeah, I think he's the guy, and I think there's a natural story there. I think it completes what he's been doing since January of 2018, where he just became this Mister Monday Night Rollins. Yeah. Uh, he's already the King Slayer. Now he could be the Beast Slayer. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I think I think it's a pretty obvious choice. So my only complaint is that he's cooled off a little bit recently because of this Ambrose feud. Yeah, that's true. But I think the fans are always ready to cheer for Seth Rollins. You give them a reason, they'll go for it. When he when he did that uh, great performance on Raw uh, several months ago in that gauntlet match. Um, that was last February. Yeah. He – wow, that was a year ago now. That's crazy. Um, the fans were – over the top for him. And I think that, to me, that... Because he was cool at that point. He was in the tag team with Jason Jordan. and So, yes, that proved that's right. to me that you can do whatever you want to do with Seth Rollins. But if you put him in a pole position, the fans will get behind him. Yeah. And... I think he's a locked up winter rumble. I, don't, I think Dean has cooled off. I don't know what they're going to do with him. But I think he's... Moved considerably down the card mm-hmm. for them. Absolutely. Uh, I think McIntyre and Strowman are the are the two A and two Bs here for the Rumble. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I would say if Finn Balor were to beat Brock, having Drew McIntyre win and having a program between Balor and McIntyre makes sense. Well, WWE logic: uh, two people who aren't American that that have accents in a feud together, like a legitimate feud. Right. I don't know about that. Well, they they did have a legitimate feud, but I don't know if it's a WrestleMania feud. Yeah, tonight. WrestleMania feud. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Rollins is the lock. Uh, where do you think he comes in, though? Um, that's a that's a tough one. I I would love to see them again go the Iron Man route with him. You know, he he has sort of adopted that since the Gauntlet match. You have him come out number one and go the distance. I think we need to see that again. Um, no one has done that since. Rey Mysterio. Uh, he came out number two, I believe. Same thing. No, uh-uh-uh. They always specified number one. That's the... But one and two are the same. They start at the same time. Technically. Uh, yeah, I think he makes sense for him to come out in the first three. Uh, so I have to put a number on it. I'll say number one. I'm going with number one. To be different, I'll say number two. <laughs> 
Wow, Phil. Well, just so that we're different. Just so that we're different. So your real opinion is number one, but just so we're different, you're going to say number two. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, this is what I gotta deal with. (laughs) Uh, What other stories emerged from the Rumble here? Leading to WrestleMania. Uh, Well, looking at this list of guys that are so far in it, um, I think that uh, you've got you've got Ray and Andrade. They're probably going to mix it up and move forward right. with their feud. Um, I know on SmackDown they're actually going to have, I believe, a two out of three falls match. So that's correct. Uh, that's and again for us it's Monday. So uh, so that's something that I think we can expect. Uh, Joe and Jeff Hardy are both in this Rumble, and I know that they've been mixing it up. So uh, I'm not sure if they want to continue on with that. I would love to see the match that we were supposedly going to get last year, but Joe got hurt. Samoa Joe versus John Cena. That's where I was going to go next, but if Cena's injured and not going to be in the match, then I don't know that that happens. Um, But that's what I'd love to see. And then beyond that, there really aren't any any names that, that stand out big to me. I think WWE is missing. Uh, it feels like they're short on faces right now. Oh, and yeah. It shows when you look at the wrestlers who have declared for the, for the Rumble match, most of them are heels. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's been an issue specifically with SmackDown for months now. Yep. And that's why picking out who will be the next opponent for presumably Daniel Bryan is so difficult. It is why I think... Finn should, if he's not going to be Universal Champion or compete for the WWE Championship, should win the IC title and bring it to SmackDown after WrestleMania. In some sort of shakeup. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Because they need faces. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Uh, any other final thoughts on the 2019 Royal Rumble as we go in? Any uh, other speculation? Any just additional ancillary thoughts? So... Um, first of all, this Rumble card is really exciting. I'm not as excited as it was for last year, but that's because last year I was there. And, um, you know, that's a different emotion. Um, and also I think the, like I said, I think the, the, uh, build has been really, really poor. That being said, I think that this is a Rumble where you might look to uh, a few different people to have great performances. I think uh, Seth Rollins is going to ha- have a standout performance. I think they're going to want to book Samoa Joe to look really strong. Uh, I think... They booked him to look really weak after Survivor Series. Joe? Yeah, he was out within minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that, whatever, you know, I don't really, I don't put too much stock into that. Um, I think Samoa Joe is, is, is SmackDown's monster, and I think they're going to want to try to make him look good. And even in that, even in that Survivor Series match, he did look good. It was just that he got eliminated quickly um, after he kind of destroyed, I forget what he did, but I don't think it was just wham, bam, thank you, man. I think there was more to it than that. He, I remember it was like one Claymore kick and he was out of there. Didn't he, didn't he beat somebody up? He didn't beat anybody up? I think he beat like maybe the Miz up real quick and the Miz tagged out. And No, Miz is on SmackDown. I don't know. No, I don't think he did. I think he got pretty demolished pretty quickly. Mm. All right. Fair enough. Uh, but I, I stand by what I said. I think Joe will uh, have a really strong performance. Uh, and uh, on this list, I do not see Randy Orton, but it would be weird for him to not be in the match. So I think Randy Orton will be in. He is 
Always one of the guys who has a good performance in the Royal Rumble. Another guy who I think might do well is Mustafa Ali. They've been putting a lot behind him lately. Yeah. So I will look to those people to have standout performances. It kind of feels like they're going toward a Mustafa Ali, Samoa Joe direction on SmackDown too right now. 1,000%. Um, it's just weird because I don't really know if Mustafa Ali can hang with Joe. Not in the sense of like match quality, but just in the sense of storyline-wise. Seems like a mismatch. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. What about you? Any final thoughts? I'm excited for this card, but often in my experience, cards that look kind of questionable end up being better than the cards that look good for whatever reason. But we'll see. Uh, I'm really happy that we have better Universal and WWE Championship matches compared to last year's Royal Rumble on both sides. Um, it is very exciting that we're getting another Daniel Bryan AJ Dream match on a bigger stage. This is at a baseball stadium. Right, yeah. It's pretty cool. And Finn versus Brock at a baseball stadium. And I think if he is the demon, the crowd will be absolutely insane for that. And then the disappointment will hit when he loses. <laughs> um, I'm excited for it. Uh, obviously, TakeOver Phoenix is coming up, too, the day before. Uh, we didn't talk about that, that at all, but I'm very excited for uh, Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano. Oh, no, no. It's Johnny Gargano versus uh, uh, Ricochet. Yes. Yes, it is. That's going to be fire. Mm -hmm. I think uh, TakeOver, you know, it's always good. It's always going to be good. Uh, If you're ever ever wanting just to watch great wrestling without any kind of reservations, uh, TakeOver will never steer you wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our Royal Rumble and our path to the WrestleMania preview show. We'll have a lot more Wrestling Pals content for you in 2019 compared to 2018. You can bank on that. Uh, in the meantime, if you're interested in following any other Comics Pals content, you can find us on all social media at The Comics Pals on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or you can uh, follow us, subscribe to us, and be sure to ring that bell. Uh, and, of course, you can listen to our proper show, The Comics Pals, uh, wherever your podcasts are sold. It comes out every Monday. You can follow the sister show, The Video Game Pals, which drops every Tuesday. We have a book club that comes out once a month. Uh, Hellboy just came out. Uh, and you can be sure to follow our next one, Captain Marvel. Uh, anything I'm missing, Sean? Mm, no. Just uh, if, you like, if you like to hear us talk about wrestling and this is the kind of thing that you're into then make sure to let us know. If you want more stuff like this, tell us, uh, tweet at us, um, write to us, gmail.com. Let us know that you like this kind of content. It will inspire us to do more of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, quite a few people have been kind of bugging us to do this, and we've been busy uh, with our real-life stuff and all the stuff we do for the show. So we're glad to be back. We're glad that people want to listen to this. And like Sean said, just write to us and uh, let us know what you'd like for us to talk about because we're looking to do more wrestling stuff. So until next time, uh, ring that bell. I'm Phil. I'm Sean. And we're the Wrestling Pals. <laughs> Take care, guys.